Hi, and you are listening to the Outside Story.、Uh, today's episode, we will be talking about、uh, the music industry and Asian Americans in the music industry. This month is APIA month,、uh, so we'll be talking about、uh, these sorts of topics all month.、Uh, my name is Larry. I'm Jessica. And I'm Jonathan. And you know what? Let's just go straight into it, all right? So, we have a couple of music artists that we have selected that are. Asian American descent.、Uh, so they range from like Chinese American, Vietnamese American. There's actually a lot of them, and、uh, not a lot of people know about them.、Um, they don't get too much traction, and they don't really、uh, attach themselves to many different labels. And so、um, we are going to、uh, listen to some of these songs and share our opinions on them. Alright, so our first artist we have picked was Magnetic North, and the song we picked was Drift Away.、Uh, now, Magnetic North, I've never heard of them. I never heard of them until、um, I think Jonathan shared it to me when I,、yeah. I was still in middle school, high school.、Um, high school for sure. High school for sure, yeah. Nostalgia.、Mm-hmm. That's for real. Yeah, and、uh, the reason we know about them is because this,、uh, so th- their first album they released is called Drift Away, and、uh, they、uh, collaborated with Wong Fu to create their first mi- to create their music video.、Um, and I believe that's how we got to know them, correct, Jonathan? Like on, on our radar? Yep, yep. Definitely Wong Fu, because they, they did a music video collab with them, and. Um, that's how I started listening to them, and I think they're great. And now, Jess, I don't think you listened to Magnetic North when we were listening to it, correct? Back in、no. high school? I have never heard of them before. I think, <laughs> I think you were in San Francisco already at that time that we started getting into them. Okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense because I've never heard of them before, like ever.、Yeah. This is the first time I'm hearing of them when we were like, oh, who should we listen to? Magnetic North? Magnetic who? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah. What did you think of it? It sounded really familiar. Is it the song? It sounded super familiar. Yes. So, Drift Away is, is actually a,、uh, a country song. Or、okay. it's, 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 it's a well known rock song. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, I like was going to say. I don't say, think it's country. It's like rock. I was、yeah. like, yeah. I was like, why does this song sound so familiar? But I know it's not their song. <laughs> yeah. It's, is it like a, like a cover type? It's、oh. not a cover. It's like a sample. You know how like, hip hop、okay, artists like、the, would yeah, sample? Yeah, yeah, they sample stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of、okay. like that, but then, but then I feel like they didn't they really sample. Yeah, they added their own sound to it.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, like the hook. Kind of like.、Um... Oh, now I hear that country song in my head. I know what it sounds、yeah. like. <laughs> It's by the, the Doobie Boys. Don't quote me. Uh oh. I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> Cut it Doobie out. Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers. I was right. Okay, the yeah. The Doobie Brothers. Because, yeah, when I first I looked them up on YouTube, Magnetic North, and I was like, why does this song sound so familiar? Like, I can't pinpoint it. Like, that's not their song. But I know it's a, I know they've added stuff to it, but I know it's originally not theirs. But yeah. 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 They, they took the hook from、uh, the actual original、okay. song, Drift Away. Okay. Yeah, well, the song's called Give Me the Beat Boys. Okay. Yeah, that's what the song is called. Yeah, I've heard that song before, not、yeah. the Magnetic North version.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
I thought it was okay. <laughs> I didn't think it was because because I already knew the original song. That's why I was like, "What's so special about this song?" I feel like it's just like a cover, and they just added more to it. So that's they're that's, Asian. That's why they're that's special. My first... <laughs> so if you're Asian, you're special. Period. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's why when I first heard the song, I was like, oh, it didn't seem that special because <laughs> I've heard that song before. Yeah. yeah. And then I tried to look up more music by them and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, it's hard to find stuff by them. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? I, did they just, they just, they're like ghosts. They just disappeared into the abyss or something. Yeah. Yeah, because they're not attached to anything. That's why it was so hard to like find any of them. The Wong Fu video said like what eleven years ago? Not even twelve <laughs> years ago. Are they like are are they active in music now? Do you know? Like, have you guys gone and tried to search for their social media or something? If they are, it's probably their own stuff. Yeah, um, they're releasing I don't think, it. I don't think as Magnetic North now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, they released something like a couple a few years back, right? Was it back in twenty twelve? So only eight years ago. Oh, okay. It's still like. That's still way back. Okay. Um, and yeah, they're they're hard to find. Um, I, I don't. They don't really. Um, cause, because they're not attached to anything. There, there really isn't a place for them to upload anything. Um, and way back when, you know, like YouTube was still new. Was SoundCloud not around? SoundCloud, SoundCloud was that not around? I feel like the more popular one was probably Bandcamp. I've never heard of. Yeah, that. maybe really? Bandcamp. Bandcamp yeah. is. Bandcamp allows you to put your music up and sell it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if yeah, you, I like Bandcamp a lot. Yeah, Bandcamp is a really good place to discover new people because Bandcamp just lets you upload it and you can sell it. <laughs> and there's no, oh, like... okay. I think the fees are very minimal. Oh, okay. Does yeah. that still exist today? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think back then it did. Mm-hmm. It's like the best way to self-publish right now is through Bandcamp. But you can't do... You can't have any covers... You can't put any sort any of copyrighted samples. stuff. Yeah, you, yeah. You, it has to be completely original, original music. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the reason why I brought a magnetic north, um, I actually don't like the song too much. I actually like another <laughs> of their songs, but <laughs> I don't Drift like Away that song. Is so well known. That's why I had to put it in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's my honest opinion. Um, I, I like it. Um, the thing is, though, I didn't know they were Asian American when um, Jonathan showed it to me. Just because it's like this is so like I don't know. Like it wasn't that it was different. It's just that I didn't know like Asian Americans like do this stuff. You Did hip hop? So used to listening to mainstream, and so yeah, this completely caught me off guard. And I was like, okay, I gotta listen to all the other stuff. I actually like Under Control, and I like So Long. Yeah, so I, I yeah. like those other songs. Those are good ones um, too. Now that you say yeah. the names, I remember them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drift Away is probably my favorite, though. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why this is why this isn't just more than special because of, because not just because they're Asian American. Um, <laughs> is it like nostalgia and personal experience? No, 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 no. Okay, so like the thing about Asian Americans is that like we tend to be people who are kind of like I feel like we always tend to like mix and mash everything that's in our experiences, and then we put it together, and then we and then we like create something right i feel like this is what what drift away is because you have the give me the beat boys by the doobie brothers like you have that kind of in the background but then you have this like hip-hop sort of like 
you know, um, thing because they're like rapping and then there's a hook. Um, and you have kind of like this soft, like acoustic jazz in the background, kind of as the instrumental, like laying in the, in the background tracks. And then, and then the songs itself, like, uh, like the lyrics itself talks about kind of this idea of like what music is for us, you know, um, or for, for the, for the writer rather. Um, and I, I think, I think it's just like a beautiful, like, it's like a beautiful reflection of what it means to be Asian American is like, we not only have like hip hop, you know, influencing us. We also have like people like the Doobie brothers and their rock music. You know, we also have like jazz music and, and acoustic guitar, you know, like there's all these things like, like coming together to kind of influence who we are. And, um, and this creation, the song drift away is kind of a reflection of that. And I feel like I was able to like, cause I don't, like growing up, like I didn't listen to Tupac or, you know, um, Notorious or P. Diddy, you know, like all those hip hop artists, like a lot of our friends were listening to. But then Magnetic North's hip hop is a little bit more softer, in my opinion, a little bit more chill um, and relaxing. Um, and and, th- and like this, I could listen to. But then even in the lyrics, the um, the rapper mentions Tupac, you know, and, and how he grew up listening to Tupac. And there's this kind of like influence that like hip hop does have on Asian Americans and Asian American culture as well, which kind of comes out in like K-pop, you know, and kind of comes out in like other Asians um, sort of making music as well. Um, Mostly East Asian, but Asian Americans as well. Yeah. Which is why I think, you know, this is a good song because it's a good reflection of all that. Not just because they're Asian American and they're special. (laughs) Yeah, and so I'd like to say they paved the way, but they they weren't really that well known when yeah. they first came out. They were definitely pioneers, but mm-hmm. you know, paving the way is is <laughs> big. Even going back trying to find these songs is really really difficult, and so it's important to remember and archive this stuff because things can just drift away. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice. my god! <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Terrible, terrible. Oh, I know. man. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, anything else about Drift Away? If not, we can move on. It's a great song. Listen to it if you haven't. Oh, this song is also, like, the lyrics are, um, it's my senior quote in, in my high school yearbook. And so, <laughs> they did have an impact on me growing up. FYI. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Our next guest artist is Keshi. Keshi is Vietnamese American. The types of songs he does is very like lo-fi, chill, that that sort of vibe to it. And let's go ahead and take a listen. I'm falling in deeper. She's calling my keeper. I want it. The reaper will end it. Just let me go. No. Yeah, so I heard Keshi by shazamming him. Jonathan, me, and my uh, younger brother, we went to go out and uh, drink boba. (laughs) (laughs) Asian things. (laughs) I know, so Asian. We went went out for boba, and uh, I think the Reaper was playing, and then I shazammed it. Oh, I like the song. I shazammed it. I was like, okay. I was like, Keshi? I was like, I never heard of this guy. And then a a couple minutes later, another song plays. Like, oh, I like the song too. And then Shazammed that. And it was still Keshi. I was like, what the heck? Who is this guy? I gotta gotta listen to this guy. Um, Yeah, so I looked him up, found out he's a Vietnamese American. I think he was born and raised in Texas, Mm -hmm. I believe. Um, He's a nurse. mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and he just recently started doing this stuff, correct, John? Mm-hmm. Uh, correct, Jessica? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I read an article on him. He just, he recently started doing this. And, they, and then I think he got assigned to a label. And so now he's like releasing music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lo-fi tends to, is like the new trend now. There's always that meme where uh, you see the, the anime girl listening to lo-fi beats. Yeah, I always Cause... see that rec- recommended on my YouTube. They're like, live, listen to this lo-fi playlist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's they're, they're very nice to just relax to, not really to worry too much about. Um, and that's why I kind of like like this kind of this kind of music, this kind of vibe. So yeah, Jonathan, what do you think? I really like Keshi. Not liked. <laughs> like, I really like <laughs> Keshi. Uh, present tense his music is really chill in his music too you can hear a bunch of like influences from you know a bunch of different like genres as well um again i think something that is kind of like a one of the many markers of asian americans making music is is this like finding influence from all these different you know genres of music and putting them into um their unique sort of artistry and i feel like keshi does that really well yeah i definitely like um I don't remember which song it was. One of the songs I liked more than the other ones. Um, but yeah, I I like all of them. And he's going to be in Seattle soon. So if you want to go see him, you can go see him, those who are in Seattle. Hopefully, Corona will be over <laughs> by then. Hopefully. Please. <laughs> Please be go over. Away. Go, go away. Go away so she can come. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's cool. Actually, actually, I would see, I would see Keshi live. I wouldn't mind seeing him live. I discovered him through BTS <laughs> because really? BTS, yeah, because <laughs> BTS, um, they do spot, they do individual Spotify playlists, and he was on their their playlist. So I added, I was like, oh, I really like this guy. So I added him to my playlist, and then I started listening to him more, and I started following him on Instagram, and then I went on his YouTube. So I went down the rabbit hole of Keshi, Keshi's <laughs> rabbit hole, and I love his um, his acoustic sets that he does on youtube he does a lot of videos where he's just him and the guitar and just singing i'm like i love that that is like my jam just get me get someone in front with a guitar and acoustic set like i'm all for that so i love that he does that and um he often does a lot of instagram lives and he just chats with fans and plays music and stuff so yeah, I really like his music. Super chill. My only gripe is that sometimes his music sounds the same. Like, some songs sound so similar to, like, things that he's already done. Like, his newest EP that he has out, it sounds super similar to, like, all the stuff that he's already done. Like, that's his genre. I totally get that. But sometimes I want them to break out a little bit into, like, maybe trying something else. But that's, that's like, my only gripe. But I still like his music i still listen to his music yeah so our next artist we have is 88 rising so 88 rising isn't necessarily an artist but 88 rising is a label um and so we've picked a few songs that they've released with other artists Cool. And 
uh, the two songs we listened to were uh, Tequila Sunrise and I Love You 3002. Okay, so I've heard of 88 Rising because of their collabs with Rich Brian. Rich Brian's a Singaporean an, uh, art music artist. And so that's how I, I recognize their name. And also uh, Jackson Wang. That's how, that's how I also uh, know them too. Um, but yeah, these two songs, I actually, um, I like them. I dig them a lot. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I dig them. Yeah. I like them a lot. I like them. I, I haven't heard of them until Jackson Wang because I follow him on Instagram and saw that he was doing a collab with them and he was releasing his own music. So I was like, oh, it's interesting. And then I checked them out and then and then Jason actually started listening to a lot of 88 Rising and um, so he kind of got me into them too and um, all their songs. But Jason listens to them more than I do. And then the I Love You 3000 song, I heard that from Jackson because he was, yeah, so I saw that and I was like, I really like this song. It's really good. And the girl on it, um, Stephanie Poetry, uh, I think that's her name. Um, she is Indonesian. So that's pretty cool that they like collab with different like Asian artists and you know they just they do cool things so I think that's awesome yeah they're not necessarily Asian American are they um, they're more I don't I don't think so international think just, yeah international yeah. but 88 Rising is like they're they're based in out of New York and LA I think yeah cool um I did not like these songs <laughs> <laughs> um no I did not like them um I felt like the I felt like Tequila Sunrise was a little too overproduced for me. Like I don't like all the auto tune and stuff like that. Even though like the, the I feel like the melody is good. I feel like I would really like a stripped down version of it. Like if it was just like an acoustic guitar and like someone like doing doing it, then I think I would really like it. But I did not like the really overproduced auto tuned like stuff it was just a little too much and then i did not like i love you 3002 um really no because you didn't like the girl i feel like she's pretty good but then i just don't like the song um i feel like okay i feel like the song doesn't sing well i feel like the melody is just a little funky for me like really? yeah like <laughs> like it just doesn't it doesn't sit well with me like um like ba da 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 da. Like it's just, it's just like, it's a little too. I don't know. Like choppy. Like 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 the way that um the way that best friend is sung. Now I'm getting really technical into like the <laughs> songwriting details of it, but you will hear me. Um, like I don't like best friend. Like the way that it sits in that line, I feel like it just doesn't sing very well. And 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 I feel like the verses are a little um, inconsistent. It just doesn't sound like there's a melody. It just sound like she's just talking. And so I just I, I just don't like that. That's just not that's just not my preference, you know. Um, I think I could be better, um, but yeah, I didn't like these songs. I'm pretty sure there are songs out there that 88 Rising does that I will like, but um, these two songs, not my jam. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you I... want these two songs to flip, like their production to flip. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, I mean, I love you 3002. Just needs another. I feel like it just needs to. I mean, I love you 3000 doesn't. To me, it doesn't make much sense either. You know, it's it's um it's a Iron Man re- reference. Yeah, see, I just I didn't know that. You know, um, so <laughs> wait, really? Nope. Yeah, it's not. an Iron Man reference. No, 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 no. I meant John oh. didn't know that. Nope, I, I did I, not I know, know that. I knew it was Iron Man reference. <laughs> I did not know that. 
So I thought, oh, okay. you watch, I thought you're into Marvel and all that stuff. I am. Oh, but yes. I went. But Iron when Man. listening to this song, it did not hit me that this was an Iron Man reference. You know what I mean? Well, now that you know, you can go back and listen to it. <laughs> they they even say Iron Man. In, in yeah, their, yeah. In but then song. again, like it just it just doesn't make sense. Like if you're gonna make a song about Iron Man, make a song about Iron Man. You know, like it doesn't make sense to have these like little tiny like references. In my opinion, like I'm just like, huh? What? What does it have to do with Iron Man? Huh? What? What does it have to do with this? I don't get it. Wait, best friend doesn't sing well to me. What's happening right now? You know, so like all these things were just kind of going through my head. And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't like this song. Stop, stop, stop. I, I couldn't listen to the whole thing. <laughs> I had to stop it like halfway. That's just me, though. You might love this song. So, you know, we have opinions. This is mine. Yeah, 88 Rising does have a ton of songs, though. So Yeah, they collab with so many people. That uh, that other Jackson Wing song that just came out. Yeah, that one's, that one's pretty ways. good. That's yeah. not Eighty Eight Rising, is it? I thought. I, I thought think it was, it's just no. Jackson. Is it? Oh shoot! Damn. All right. I think be. it's just like his. <laughs> it's just him. Jackson oh, Wang okay. is good. Plug for Jackson. Yeah, Wang. I love Jackson Wang. I think he's freaking hilarious. Yeah. I love him Check so him much. Um, but yeah, Jason really liked the Tequila Sunrise because they had um, Chinese rappers on there. And then he looked him up. He's like, dang, they're heck of Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> they're like straight out from China. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh I my get gosh. it. <laughs> it was funny. But yeah, he loves 88 Rising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just goes to show how much of an influence hip-hop has, hip-hop and rap has on the East Asian community. Like even even in, uh, yeah, in Korea. Uh, China, not so much Japan, but I have seen some some good Japanese rappers too. So, yeah, and and Southeast Asian too, or specifically Hmong people. Like Hmong people love their rap. I feel the fam. Where you at? Fam? The fam, <laughs> yo. <laughs> oh man. Uh, speaking of Hmong people, that is actually our next guest artist. Uh, we will be talking about Keenan Vang. I can't let go. Take me out, make me hot, then you take me down. Driving in the dark lights out. Realize I'm too nice now, but right now I need ya. Even though I can't keep up, I just wanna know why I can't let go. Clock is running down, and then I realize I'd climb every mountain and swim every ocean just to. So, Keenan Vang, I've never heard of this guy until you shared him, Jonathan. How'd you hear about him? So, sometimes I get on this Hmong music phase, and I'm just like, hey, like, I wonder if any Hmong artists have come out with anything new and good. And so, what I'll do is I'll, like, search through just kind of, like, some of the popular Hmong artists, and I'll be like, nope, next, nope, next, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then I stumbled upon, I think his name is David Yang. He's a Hmong artist, super big in the Hmong community. And uh, he did a song featuring um, Keening. And I was like, okay, Hmong people don't hate me. I don't love David. Um, I think he's okay. 
But then when I heard Keening sing, I was like, okay, this guy though, like his voice is really good. I'm gonna look up to see if he has more stuff. I looked him up and he had a whole bunch of like, you know, stuff. And so I was like, cool. And I, I listened to his stuff, his original stuff, his covers. And I was like, he's really good. I feel like, I feel like he just needs like the, the window of opportunity to like, to really make it. And so I think, I, I feel like he can get really big and, and I just, I really like his stuff and I try to tell people about him as much as I can because I feel like he's really good. Um, and he's, his sound is different than a lot of Hmong artists out there. Um, and so I, I really like his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I actually, yeah, I like, I like these songs that you shared. Like his covers are really, really good. Eclipse, is that his collab with someone? Yeah, I think Eclipse is, is like the, the person that he collabed with. Okay. Yeah. When I'm in that music discovery rabbit hole, uh, when I find something I really, really like, I'll share it with uh, our younger brother, Luke. Um, I'll just, <laughs> I share him all three of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> what did he yeah, think? Did songs... he listen to them? Oh, uh, yeah, he listened to them. Like, yeah, he, he said they're good. He likes them. But yeah, so we'll, we'll just kind of do that. So I'll share him music that I found that I like, and he'll share back music that he likes too. Um, and so, because like, we're both like crazy. I would consider myself a music junkie, but uh, but yeah, he, he's definitely like a music thing too. Mm-hmm. So. He is. Um, yeah, Jess, what'd you think? I really liked his voice. The first one that I listened to, the suit, what is it? What is it called? Something bullets. I can't let go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, I remember seeing bullets for some reason. Yeah, I can't let go. I wasn't a fan of that song only because of his rapping. I didn't really like his cadence because I don't think he's a rapper to begin with. I mean, anyone can learn to rap, but I just didn't like his flow. But when I listened to his covers, I really liked his covers a lot more. I think that suits his voice a lot more. I really liked his the Ella Ella May Ella May trip trip. I really mm-hmm. liked that song. Uh, I liked that original song, and then I liked his cover too. So, yeah, I think he's really good. He has a lot of potential. I yeah, I just don't think rapping is for him. But I do think if he does like ballads. That's his like like Sam Smith type songs. Like mm. I think that's that would be for him yeah. and his voice. That suits him a lot better. Yeah, I think he has like a Lauf color a cover as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like um I really like I can't let go because it again I'm gonna go back. This is this is the the horn that I'm tooting for this episode. Is this a combination of a lot of stuff um for that song? Um because it has like kind of like trap music-ish sort of thing going on. It kind of sounds like if you take that song and put it out of its context, it sounds like a K-pop song as well, you know? Because it has that rap, and then it has, like, the the drop, and then it also has, like, that the hook that they always go back to. Um, and and I just I just feel like overall that song's really well-written um, and, 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 in my opinion, well-performed as well. Um, also kind of, sh- like, straight reminds me a little bit of Linkin Park, because again, there's the rapping, the hook, and then there's a little bit of screamo in it as well. Um, so yeah, kind of reminded no me of that. No, it can be Linkin Park. I said it reminds no me one. of them, not it is better than them. <laughs> Gosh, Jess was a real big Linkin Park fanboy, uh, fangirl, <laughs> fanboy, fanboy, <laughs> fangirl. Did you ever see Linkin Park in in concert? No, I always wanted to, and oh. I never did. But I got to see Mike Shinoda, so that kind of made up for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, because he played, he played some Linkin Park stuff. So yeah. I was like, yeah, Linkin Park. Yeah. Honorable mention to Linkin Park. And Mike Shinoda. And Mike Woo-hoo. Shinoda, rather. Mike Shinoda, rather, because of this episode. 
Um, yeah, but then I also want to add that there are a bunch of other Hmong artists to check out as well. If you want to listen to Hmong Americans and stuff that they're making, um, Christine Zong is a friend of mine and she's from California. I think her music is more of the more, it's more of the traditional sounding Hmong music and traditional. I don't mean like old school. I mean like traditional meaning just kind of like that's what the, that's what, it's popular in the Hmong community. Um, Christine Zong. And then Vicky Yang is also a really good, because she's kind of like acoustic artist um, that I, I really enjoy and follow. And then Cody Lee is another one as well. Um, so go and check those people out and um, tell them that I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, got the connections, I see. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you can find them on YouTube. You'll definitely find a lot of the songs on YouTube if you're interested. So and check them out. SoundCloud, I think. SoundCloud, cool. Yep. Okay, so uh, for the next couple artists, we're just gonna kind of mention them. So Folded Dragons, his, his uh, name is Albert Pan, is an uh, Asian American producer. I think he's been a producer for like a good couple of years. He was a producer for a good, good couple of years. He collaborated with a lot of K-pop artists, uh, including uh, Crazy Grace and uh, Sorry. But unfortunately, he passed away uh, sometime last year. So uh, so sad. It didn't just, you know, things happen. So yeah, our condolences to him. Uh, so Fold the Dragons again. Next up, we have Eric Nam. Just, you know where he's from? He is from Georgia. Georgia? Okay. <laughs> Georgia. I want to say Atlanta, but then... <laughs> yeah, I think he is from Atlanta, Georgia. though. Like, his family is... I don't know if that's where originally he's from, but I know he's from Georgia. But he has okay. talked about his family living in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love uh, yeah. you, Eric. <laughs> You're great in concert. I love you. You ever hear this? <laughs> Tag him. Maybe he'll listen to it. I know. He might listen to this. I love you, Eric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Eric Nam... Yeah, Eric Nam uh, from Georgia, Korean American, and uh, he went over he went overseas to Korea to actually start his uh, career in music. Um, and a couple artists we want to mention to are um, Kina Granis, uh, Sam Sweet, and uh, Greasy Grace. So today's episode is important because with music, like like we're we're all we're all big fans of music. Uh, we're actually a musical family. All of us playing instrument. All of us have done something with music i don't even our play an too. instrument you sing though <laughs> i sing that is my instrument you, uh, did, i can you play, play guitar one time? four chords on the guitar <laughs> yeah and, and a little bit piano uh no not anymore way back I can, when i can play all my life casey and jojo okay that's I play that on the piano <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah we're a musical family um our dad made his own song too way back when and uh, we should our cover dad's sings. song <laughs> that's what we should do <laughs> cover dad's song maybe for the anniversary we'll do that <laughs> that's funny we should co- totally cover dad's song i don't know if i've heard dad's song are, are, are you are you serious i don't know i don't know <laughs> no because we um you've never heard it growing up probably have oh okay i just don't remember it right now when i was okay. a bit like oh this is dad's song i didn't know that <laughs> dad Probably, was yeah. dad also used to be in a Bee Gees cover band <laughs> in high school he was the bassist really? 
Yeah, did you I not know, know that? that? He's in a Bee Gees cover band. You should ask him about it. I didn't know that. That's hella random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but then, unfortunately, they didn't have a singer who could sing high enough. And so they... Because, uh, <laughs> you know, the Bee Gees guy sings so high. I know. He sings so high. So, like, they they would play the song and then, like, but have no singer because nobody could sing that high. But he was in a Bee Gees cover band in high school in the garage, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Our parents lived totally different lives. That sounds like a good movie um, thing, too. Among American Bee Gees cover band. <laughs> a good movie idea. It would be. It sounds, it yeah. sounds like it could be like a funny coming-of-age movie. Yeah, or like a funny, just like a funny comedy, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like letting letting people know we was there the back was that then. We were a musical family. <laughs> Uh, I play piano, uh, Jessica sings, uh, Jonathan does everything <laughs> except drums. <laughs> he actually has a degree in music. Um, and so, and then our, our younger brother, he uh, produces music too. So, yeah, so, like, music is really, really important to us. And growing up, we just never had too many influences for music besides um, what mainstream was, was uh, popping out. For some reason, it's difficult for Asian Americans to break out into uh, the mainstream media, at least in in America, because uh, there are not that many different Asian American artists, or even or even any Asians at all in mainstream media. Um, and so, whenever they would pop up, we're like, okay, like they're on they're on my list. They're on like I'm checking them out. I'm making sure like they're on my radar. Cause for some reason, they just don't exist. Um, the closest thing you'll probably get are like um, half. Uh, or like like half ethnicities, so or you'll get quarter like quarter or something. Quarters, something. Yeah, that's our closest thing. Um, and the closest one I can think of, who's mainstream media, is uh, June Aiko. She's um half African American and half um, Japanese. And uh, Bruno yeah, Mars. So, hmm? Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars. Bruno mm-hmm. Mars. Um, Leia Salonga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you guys remember Coco Lee? Oh my gosh, I just remembered about her. Remember she sung, there were two versions of Reflection. Oh, yeah. In Mulan. Yeah, this. Christina Aguilera did one. So did Coco Lee. Yeah. And I was like, oh, girl, you can sing. Um, you're mainly talking about, like, Western media, correct? Because there's this big international thing called K-pop that is huge. And we, I would say that, like, we listened to it through our cousins, mainly Sabrina, was really big on K-pop growing up. Um, and so we heard a lot of K-pop through Sabrina. Um, but The OGs, SES. Xinhua, mm-hmm. Finkel, you know, real, real old school there. Um, yeah, and then um, I listened to K-pop for a while when I was, like, in college. And now Jessica and Larry are finally listening to K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's more like I've embraced it. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> like, like, finally cause, cause embraced it's, it's the Korean sprinkled. culture. Yeah, it's been sprinkled into my playlist a couple times. Because my, my first K-pop playlist was actually back in 2012, 2011, 2012. And it's just a couple songs I liked, but that was it. Because like, even, even in college, a lot of them listened to K-pop. Yeah, um, a lot of our friends listened to K-pop in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what kind of like got me a little interested, but I wasn't really too... Uh, too invested just until recently yeah Um, yeah it's mostly an asian thing and now people no matter what their ethnicity listen to k-pop so 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it, it's huge yeah. in like South. It's huge anywhere, to be honest. Yeah, it's yeah. huge anywhere think, right now. Yeah, I think with like K-pop, how I mean, it's always been around, but I feel like most recently within the last few years, it's had like a bigger wave, especially in the U.S. Just because. Uh, I know, like for like for Western audiences or Western listeners, like boy bands were such a big thing. You know what I mean? And and then after One Direction, there was kind of a drought. There was like nothing for a long time, and then you know the wave of like uh, K-pop boy bands. Like then they came, and I think now it's like finally like America has somewhat embraced it. Like a uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so uh, I guess a big thing we want to touch on is why is it so difficult for Asians to just get their foot started, get some traction started in, with in the Western market? Because like there is an audience for it. Like you know, we're here. Does it just not sell well enough? Does it just not get that many views on YouTube? You know what I mean? So yeah. So what do you guys think? Like what's just like what's the big reason you think why like Asians just can't make it out here like why do they have to go to Korea to get their foot started and then they can come back and start like expanding on it right um I think it's like a marketing thing like I mean a lot of the top labels you know they're run by white people (laughs) you know so they're gonna want to be able to market whoever they're um, whoever their artist is, and if that person doesn't seem marketable, then like they're not gonna waste their money on someone who they don't think is gonna be able to make money for them. Like all in all, artists are artists, but then it's also a business, and a business you need to make money. So I think that's one of the biggest things, and and I think it also then. Like, that also plays into a lot of our, how Asians are just portrayed in general, like, in, like, you know, in in media, period, you know, or how we're, like, you know, just the racism against us. Like, that's always going to be, you know, something that we're going to have to tackle, and, you know, it sucks that we have to, like, do that, but we're, I feel like it's we're always going to be seen as other because you know we look different we're not white i feel like it's kind of ridiculous because i feel like a lot of asians are pretty pale in my in my like from what i see but i mean we haven't we're nicely tanned okay like how most white people want to be tanned like they don't want to be pale but anyways that's a whole nother story but yeah i think it's just how like what i was saying earlier is how like how america will always see like asians as like others and until like we get over that veil of whatever until that veil is torn (laughs) like it's it's gonna be a long and hard road for like asian american artists to actually like break it out into mainstream not i think there are a lot of asian american artists that are doing well they're just not radio on the radio you know what i mean which most I hate the radio. I hate listening to radio. But that's what a lot of people listen to. You know what I mean? Like on their commute to work or whatever. Like that's the thing. Like a lot of these artists aren't on the radio. Which is not getting them, you know, their name out there and, you know, being known. Yeah. It's like a mix of history and politics and race in my opinion. Because I feel like music has always been this thing where like the majority of music artists that get like 
the backing that they need. Like they're they're kind of sold as like sex icons as well, right? Like people who are like very good looking um, are the ones who get the kind of the 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 marketing that they need, you know? Or like they have music that they believe everybody will listen to, you know? Um, like let's look at like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, right? Like they could sing, you know? Like they're they're fine, um, and they definitely got better as they you know continue to grow in their artistry but then they were mainly given the backing that they were given because of the way that they looked you know and same thing with like one direction like you can't just you can't just be a good singer and dancer you also have to have the looks and that's kind of how k-pop is somewhat as well and i feel like in the u.s like asian people are not necessarily seen as desirable especially asian men asian women more so but there's some there's a sort of like fetish fetishization that comes with um like Asian women in their bodies. And so um, I just want to name that as well. But like, for the most part, like the people don't see Asians as like talented musicians, you know, or like good music artists. They see Asians as the smart kids or, you know, like knows how to play a violin or plastic classic piano, you know, like they, we don't know how to make hip hop music or, or top 40 pop music, you know? Um, But you know, that's just how it is. And the entertainment world is being run by people with lots of money. And those people are usually, like Jessica said, uh, white folks. And so, um, like, trying to convince them that there's talent in our community and that people want actually want to hear and listen to it is hard to do. I mean, even BTS Now, K-pop group, they're Asian. And, like, people still don't know who, who BTS is, you know? I think um, they still get a lot of backlash too. You know right, I mean? right. And it's mm-hmm. like, dude, these people are huge and their music is great. And you still are denying like the power that they have as artists, you know, who change and impact the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's a historical thing and a race thing um, that makes it hard for people to overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think magnetic north might be like a testament to that too only because it's like i don't know like they just kind of disappeared off their radar after a while just because like it's so hard like how would you be able to market that and they collabed with wong fu because that was their target demographic right you know wong fu targeted asian americans who who were involved in that scene in that community um and so like uh like there there is like there is a market like we're out there um but it's just they don't know how to market to us um and from like the numbers from what it looks like like we just aren't that um i guess we just don't consume as much or 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 it's just that we just i don't know maybe they're just bad at trying to get us (laughs) get us to buy something (laughs) like like the the marketers are just bad at like marketing the asian americans you know yeah because like also like I, i guess the big thing that stands out is like um there's that contestant on american idol you guys know who i'm talking about right now i'm hung yeah, William Hung. Oh. You know, like, that's the kind of stigma we kind of freaking get sometimes. Right, right, <laughs> you know right, right, right. I mean? mm-hmm. um, like, we're just sort of made of a joke sometimes when it comes to, like, music. But it's like, like no, like, there's some really great music out there. Um, and we just don't find it here. That's why we go elsewhere. That's why we go to Korea to find it. And there's some good stuff in Korea, you know what you're talking about? So it's like, we're just not going to find it in uh, in America or in Western markets. Um, and that's unfortunate because these kinds of songs do make a big impact on like us growing up and uh, what influences us you know 
and music is just going to be part of our society like no matter how far along and so hopefully there's a way for asian americans to break out without having to go elsewhere to kind of build a market first before they have to come back in and come back here and that's actually very very common a lot of artists like they have they, they feel like they have to go to somewhere else because otherwise there's just there's just not gonna be anything for them uh jay park eric nam uh and this a bunch of other artists too and so that's it for uh, today's episode. We just kind of wanted to dive deep into the music industry when it comes to um, when it comes to Asian Americans and uh, their influences and how they can become part of the market. Um, Jonathan, though, I had a question for you. Like, would you rather produce music, or would you rather get into the music industry right now or the film industry? Like, what do you think? Me? Like on the horizon? Why not both? Um, like, like if you if you had to pick between like like with the current state right now of the music industry and the film industry in terms of like how in terms of how like uh I guess opportunities for Asians mm. or Asian Americans like which market or which industry would you pick? Um, that's pretty hard. I don't know. I feel like both are both are pretty in my wheelhouse of interests. Um, so the question, the answer is I do not know. How dare you make me choose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was that was kind of the intention behind the uh the question because i i know you love both i know you love music i know you love film and it's like and that's sort of the thing we kind of we kind of go through too it's like you know i love these things that i want to do but it's like how can i break out into this industry you know how can i make it um how can i make it so people know who i am and where, I, where i'm at you know um, and so that's why we have these platforms such as like Spotify, YouTube, and these are our biggest platforms able to reach uh, people. Thanks to them, we're able to kind of get our voices out and thanks to them, we're able to kind of market to those who are interested. And then from there, hopefully we can build like a really strong uh, fan base, uh, market, etc. I was going to say, I think like, even though like we're Asian, I feel like every person has their own like story that they they can tell, you know, it just so like, like, it doesn't matter if, if it's like what, to me, like, I don't think it matters what ethnicity you are, as long as you have a story. And that, that is, that can be able to, you know, touch someone, you know what I mean? Like, that's what, that's what film does. That's what music does. It's like, songs that, you know, that you can relate to like stories that, that you can relate to because you see some something on screen that relates to yourself so yeah i think that's that as long as you have a good a good story and good music then it shouldn't matter but yeah mm-hmm. yeah most of the time i don't even think about like ethnicity to be honest like if it's if it's a good song like you'll be on my playlist you know if, if i like you like you'll you'll be there the more like artist background where they come from like that's just like an after thing you know mm-hmm. um and so i guess the point we're trying to say is is um yeah as long as like you make good stuff like you'll, you'll find an audience you know and people are attracted and are drawn to that mm-hmm. yeah i i used to be that way but i feel like i'm not anymore <laughs> Um, just because, I don't know, I just feel like we should be proud, you know, like if we are definitely like yeah. Asian American, Hmong American, like making music that's good, like we should be proud that this is where we came from and, mm-hmm. um, to, 
like to to people yes the 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 thing is yes it should it should not matter you know but the 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 sad truth is it does matter you know and so i just just want to name that um as much as we don't want it to matter as much as i don't want it to matter that when i apply for a job or walk into a room that the first thing people see about me i don't want them to see that i'm asian but that's what they see you know um Mm -hmm. and that's the world that we live in unfortunately is very hyper racialized um, world. So, all right. So that pretty much does it for today's episode of the Outside Story. We have one more episode left on our special month long APIA coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Next week will actually be uh, will be a surprise. <laughs> we'll keep it like that. <laughs> I thought we already named it. Yeah, I think we, we did. <laughs> I think well, I think I think I said that like way in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We already named well, it. Well, yeah. you, you just ruined the surprise, then Jessica. It's all your. You'll fault. get to hear about the Bee Gees cover band firsthand. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And uh, once again, I am Larry. I'm Jessica. And I'm Jonathan. And thanks for listening. Bye.